All right, folks, we are back for the next episode of A Lucid Life podcast with uh, my special guest, Lana Sackwild, a.k.a. The Lucid Killer, a.k.a. Get Lucid with Lana. And where we last left off at was Lana was just asking me what my one experience was where I'm not 100% sure that lucid dreaming and astral projection aren't the same. So without any further ado, let's get back into the episode. So what was the one that tripped you up that you okay. were like, what happened? So I fucking, I wish I, I wish I had gotten, it's written down somewhere in my, in my, one of my dream journals, but I can remember uh-huh. some of the specifics. So I'll just, <clears throat> so this was around the time when this was before Fidel left. For those that don't know, Fidel is my 90 plus pound pit bull who left his body 208 days ago. He's uh-huh. the first face on my Mount Rushmore that makes me who I am today. I evolved into who I am today because I met that dog. That's what I believe. So he's the first thing. Lucid dreaming would be another thing. But in terms of the faces, you already know. Fidel, Joe Rogan, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Those are the things that shape me into, those are the people, beings that shape me into who I am. So this instance was taking place after I had found out that he had cancer. So I knew that my time with him was limited, but it was before he actually left his body. I don't remember it off the top of my head when it was, but it was within the past year for sure. So I become lucid at one point. And when I become lucid, I remember being outside. It's daytime. I'm like surrounded in a very, very open setting. And have you ever seen Avatar? Yeah, I love Avatar. Okay. So do you remember like the floating rocks in Avatar? Like they're they're going, the humans are like trying to find like some, uh, I want to say it was like, uh, oh God, what were they trying to do? Um, or not the the humans that were helping the Navi were trying to escape from the human specific people. And yeah. so they had to go to like these floating rocks that made it to where, to, uh, where like electromagnetics radar and stuff no longer works. So they were like hidden in the, uh, the yes, like, yeah. anyway, there was like a set of floating rocks that they had to go to and they were like hiding in these floating rocks. Uh-huh. So in this lucid dream, I'm lucid. And I see these floating rocks. So I just see a bunch of rocks up in the air, just floating by themselves, not doing anything. And depending on how lucid I am in the moment, I can either, and I'm sure you can do the exact same thing. You can either fly with really like no problem at all, or sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't fly because you're just, you're not quite as lucid as you have been in past. Mm -hmm. So I have developed a few different techniques to being able to get around and fast travel, Mm -hmm. varying on how lucid I am. So one of the things that I can do, have you ever played Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Okay, so you know Scorpion? Yes. So you know how he shoots that thing out of his hand? Yeah. Okay, so in this lucid dream, that's what I did. So I saw those floating rocks and I did the little get over here thing. And this stuff shot out of my hand and it kind of like, it's almost like a combination of Scorpion and Spider-Man. So instead Mm -hmm. of web slinging around, I'm fucking get over, get over, get over, and I'm <laughs> flying and it's like going like that, right? So I do that to the rocks, and I'm just like, <sighs> I'm floating up, I'm flying up at like really, really, really fast pace. And mm-hmm. I remember the closer that I got to the rock, all of a sudden I started feeling this overwhelming sensation that if I continued going to the rock, and I remember having this thought of, yeah. if I keep going to the rock, I'm going to leave my body. Whoa. And then I was like, oh, and then I fucking I woke up. Oh, weird. The only, that's the only time that I've ever had that sort of sensation where it makes me question my own 
personal beliefs, which at this point, my belief is still more leaning towards that. I think, and, and like we said before, it really doesn't matter, but just for my own ego's sake and my own personal set of perspective right now, I still am of the more of the belief that lucid dreaming and astral projecting are probably the same thing. And it's just a mm -hmm. different way of, you're becoming aware of it at different integrals unless you're doing your last name which is wild into it <laughs> then i think it's pretty much exactly the same but that's the one instance where i'm like is it though is it yeah no what was yeah. that you know i've had a similar one where um i was specifically trying to explore out-of-body experiences um and so i was, I was using wake and do solicit dreaming techniques so it's like laying in my bed um you know repeating a mantra and repeat like repeating my task which was to get out of body and i start like shifting through the kind of different vibrational stages and then i like realize i'm dreaming and i'm in my bedroom and um i'm lucid and then i was thinking like okay like i sat up and i'm in my lucid body and everything and i was like okay but then this is the same as me being awake and being like, how do I get out my body now? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what can I think of that would, you know, like what, what do I know of that like can come out of something essentially? It was a kind of mixed thought pattern because again, like when you're in the dream state, our thoughts definitely don't work in the same way, which is another reason why it's so important to like plan through something if you're yeah. trying an activity. Totally. But the first thing that comes to my mind um, was Sadako, you know, the ring girl, like coming through the TV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so I'm looking at the ceiling and the ring girl starts like coming through my ceiling, like reaching out to me on my bed. Oh, shit. And I'm like, okay, still lucid, still lucid, like it's all cool. <laughs> And so I reached up to like grab her hand and she started pulling me out of my body. And that's one of the only times that I think I've had like two or three out of body experiences really. And um, that was one of the only ones where I've like been pulled out and could look at my bed and see a body on my bed. And I was also in a different body. So I was like, okay, this is really out of body. And then I was trying to think of like, what do I do now? Cause I didn't really plan that far ahead. Hmm. Um, but I was in my room still and I just like opened the window and I thought like, get flying a go. Like, I don't know. Um, but then there's just this like fear swept over me of, I don't know. It felt different to a lucid dream. Like in the lucid dream, I'm not worried about any of that shit. Like, well, what if I just jump out my window and I die or whatever? It felt much more similar to like waking state fears and ego and all of that kind of thing but mm. that's that's kind of was one of the confusing experiences for me using well comparing the two yeah it's okay so that's interesting so it did you could you were able to feel the difference in how because you've had so much experience with lucid dreaming specifically that when you shifted into that mode of okay so the ring chick pulled you out of your body yeah. you were able to actually feel and sense that oh i'm somewhere different now i don't know if it was like i'm somewhere different 
but my body felt different for sure. Like, uh, when I'm lucid, my body feels very light and it's, it's almost like that feeling of, of not being grounded, like flying is so easy, taking off, moving in different ways, using powers. It's just a totally different bodily feeling. Mm-hmm. But when I was in the, the kind of OBE state, I felt grounded. Like I felt like, like you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like I was awake and I was heavy and in my body, which is the most confusing thing. Cause I'm trying to say that I was out of my body, but yeah. I felt more your body in my right body. There. Yeah. 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 That's it's, this is one of the things that I, I really, there's a lot more intelligent people out there than me you know that have experience oh, with this sort of thing <laughs> that it really upsets me in the sense that like i'm fucking dumb like i'm a monkey i i really consider myself like this monkey who figured out how to walk upright and like somewhat evolved from his past self in his <laughs> life and was very fortunate to do so but i really mm-hmm. look at myself as like i'm a fucking idiot right so mm-hmm. i shouldn't be the leading expert in this field and i shouldn't be the one who is championing championing this thing to like let's figure this shit out you know mm. like you're much I, I think you're probably much more intelligent than i am and i i know that you've spoken to a lot of people in the community that are also much more intelligent than i am and it's like if we just got all these people to kind of like we need a michael jordan of lucid dreaming is what i'm saying <laughs> like somebody who is so gifted and so such a tenacious worker and wants to figure this out to such an extent that we're able to solve all these little because it's almost like it's almost like we're looking at this giant puzzle. Yeah. And every one of us is is putting in these little pieces from our experience to try to put this picture together. Yeah. But because we're, you know, I don't know what the population is that of people that are able to do this, but I venture to guess it's probably like only 20 some odd percent of the population is probably able to do this regularly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that number needs to go up if we're going to really start to figure this shit out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same as you. Like, I feel dumb as shit. And, like, especially trying to place words on it is very difficult. The only kind of similar way I can describe it is like, it's like trying to tell someone what a DMT trip is like or what a shroom trip is like. It's really, you have to have the experience. It doesn't matter how many books you read about it or videos you watch about it or you can talk about it every day for the rest of your life if you've never done it you're not gonna get it and then you can do it and it doesn't mean you're gonna be one of the smart ones that can articulate it really well even so i i totally resonate with that i feel super trapped in that like um you know place of not being able to maybe explain it well or even do the research well enough um but i think the the michael jordan the kobe bryant's the joe rogan's of lucid dreams are walking among us and you know i i wouldn't say it's not me or you or any of the people that we know and i think um it's down to just experiencing it and being happy with the experience and not holding on to as many labels or like how often do you do it? How frequently do you do it? Can you do it six times a night? Like, and, and all that stuff, like, great, track it if you want to, like, do it if you want. But it, it doesn't mean that whether you get lucid once a month or whether you're getting lucid every day, I don't see that as 
some kind of like hierarchy, you know? I think it's really what you decide to do with the time that is the most important thing to me. Like, what are you making of the experience? See, that's why you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like, uh, I'm starting to get to that point also. Like, I don't, I haven't, at one point in time, I was absolutely keeping track of how many I had because it was sort of like a, like when I when I had read Robert's book, and at that time when he wrote the book, I think he said he had like between a thousand or two thousand of them. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I had probably like thirty. So I was like, "Huh? Yeah, how many of these things? Holy fuck! How do I get to that level?" Yeah. And now I'm probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like one fifty to two hundred. I don't know the exact thing, but like yeah. at the end of the day, I'm you know I kind of am leaning and evolving into that mindset of like it doesn't really matter what your number is like it's all just experience it's all just you know yeah you do what you do with it or you don't you know and yeah the fact that you're experiencing and having these things happen is what's important it's not the number of times that you've done it you know um, yeah there, and there's people that you know when i was doing research on it speaking to as many people as possible about it there's people that have been lucid dreaming for longer than I've been alive and when you try and you know talk to them about something some of those people they can articulate it well they've had these mind-blowing experiences and they still are unsure about these things or as you know like we can have one experience that can change our entire perspective about Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. it's like what you were saying earlier about you know whether you're Buddhist or atheist or Christian or whatever you believe and I've kind of been delving into that kind of stuff as well, because yeah, doing the work um, in the lucid state with, you know, connecting to people who have passed on, I felt pretty atheist, but then some of the experiences that I've had, like connecting with people who have passed on and it really doesn't feel like anything to do with me or my consciousness. I have no control over their being. They're totally different even. I wake up just being like, well, what the fuck does that mean then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, that I know that you had, that you recently uh, just started like being sober from alcohol because you felt like that's what you needed to do right now and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in October, Fidel left his body in, in August, uh, August 2nd. And like, September was a really fucking month, rough month. The rest yeah. of August was a really rough month. And leading up into September, I was kind of like, I was fucking, or leading up into October, rather, I was smoking weed way more than I needed to be. I wasn't fucking, you know, I was really still struggling and I still fucking cry every day over him. But it's something that at this point, it's like, that's sort of like how I honor him and what he means to me is like, I want to feel these things for him like I want to put myself in this state of mind of like because that's how I let myself know that no what I felt for him was fucking real Mm. but when I was coming up into when I was coming up into October I felt like I just needed a shift and I felt like I needed a a a reset of sorts yeah because at that point you know I haven't I have them written down on my calendar. Some of the days that I have lucid dreams, I just put like a little LD and it's just like, okay, I was lucid that day, whatever. Um, It had been a while since I'd really been active in doing this. And 
I know from my own personal experience and I know from me and Reese talked about Dr. Matthew Walker and how uh-huh. like drinking, it prevents you from going into those deeper states of REM sleep, which is where most of the dreaming stuff takes place. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure that weed does that also. Mm. It may not, there's not like the studies on it yet, but from my own personal experience, I'm like, I don't think it's really benefiting me in this particular area right now. I feel like I'm kind of abusing it more than I need to be right now. So I was like, okay, so October, I'm just going to, I'm going to get myself sober. I'm going to fucking stop drinking again. I'm going to stop smoking weed again. And I don't really drink in general. Like the last time I got drunk was probably late 2018 when I was still doing my sketch comedy stuff with my sketch group, which is information you don't know about, but like, um, that was the last time I got drunk. So I'm not really a big drinker anymore. I was in high school, but not so much now. But I just wanted to do it just for this being in the state of mind of, okay, I'm sober. And my reasoning for being sober is because I want to remember my dreams and I want to become lucid so I can see Fidel, you know? And so going into what you said about when you're trying to find these beings, these people um, who have passed away in the, in the lucid state, it can kind of get like pretty gray sometimes like sometimes it can feel like okay that might be some form of my subconscious some form of my brain communing, communicating back with me but then sometimes it's like boy they knew some shit that i really fucking didn't know or they seemed pretty fucking like alert and aware and fucking here you know what i mean yeah. and every time that i've become lucid and at this point it's been six times that i've been lucid and and interacted with fidel where i felt like it was actually fidel it's so fucking powerful man like i just had one a couple of days ago and actually the one that i had a couple of days ago was the last time that i heard the voice yeah Um, and you know it just goes back to the whole what's real what isn't real and does it fucking even matter you Mm. know I've, i've met a lot of people that i tried to get into this thing after they'd lost somebody and i was like you know you could use lucid dreaming to see them again to fucking yeah. interact with them again, to say yeah. what you wanted to say to them again. Yeah. And it boils down to, for them, the whole, it's not real, or I don't have the time, or fucking whatever, you know? I know. It's so yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I think about that with everything, like, yeah, watching, you know, um, Kobe Bryant's memorial thing yesterday, and seeing Vanessa, and I'm just like... yeah she could really use some of this right now like just even for the grieving process and and i really resonate with your um experience with fidel because i i did that with um, my cat who died just before i moved to japan really suddenly she was only eight years old um crusher was her name crushing my she and uh and when she passed because it was so sudden it was real difficult for me to process it. Um, And I had that feeling, you know, I know she's not human, but I was like, I didn't get to say goodbye. I'm never going to get to play with her again. Like, I don't know. I felt like a part of me had been torn away suddenly. Um, And, and so I would get lucid. I think I got lucid about almost every day for two weeks after she passed and we would just, play and cuddle and she is still one of my most major lucidity triggers to this day and whenever she's in my dream I'll get lucid and just like 
just holding her and squishing her and uh you know just telling her i love you and um and knowing that a part of her still exists within me even if it is only within me even if for whatever i'm i'm honestly more on the side of like that there's something more to this and that our consciousness isn't necessarily tied to our physical bodies or within our brain or whatever but yeah even if it is like so what i get to have that experience and i'm conscious doing it so why is that different to me being conscious doing it in my waking state you know yeah yeah i I would i would agree with that i my own personal experiences with reality and some of the like the fucking the lucid dream stuff hearing the voice talk to me uh some of the psychedelic trips that i've had leads me to believe that whatever we're experiencing here i don't believe that this is all it i think that consciousness continues in some form or another whether it's similar to what we're experiencing now or whether it's completely fucking different yeah um and the fact is i'm i'm with you on it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, all I want is I just want to, if I want to see Fidel, I want to see Fidel. And there's yeah. the very least, like I said, in the simplest of things, if this is my brain and everything is taking place in my brain, mm-hmm. my brain, the human brain is so fucking powerful yeah. that it can literally like copy an entire world <laughs> and replay it for you. Like one yeah. of the more recent <clears throat> one of the more recent uh, lucids that I had with Fidel, he wasn't actually, he wasn't physically there, but it was like, I was at my old house and I had another dog before, before him that had passed a few months before I actually found him or before, before he found me. Mm. And I was at this old house and I could feel, it was so fucking bizarre, man. I could, I could feel her energy. Her name was Evie. She was a, Mm -hmm. a blonde cocker spaniel yeah and i could feel her energy and i remember she was like which she would always on the couch that we had she would always be like laying on the armrest you know mm-hmm. i could feel her energy on the armrest and i could feel her fur as strange as it sounds uh-huh. even though she wasn't there like i couldn't see her but i yeah. could feel her and i'm petting her and everything and then below the armrest like you know how the armrest is here and then down here is where the side of the couch is yeah down there i can feel fidel's energy and i can feel fidel's fur even though he's not there and it was just like every time that i have a lucid with them it's fucking like i just it they're always they're always brief but they're Mm -hmm. always fucking emotionally like so it's enough of a reset for me to keep going you know what i mean to to keep going with whatever this is and what my life mission is which at the end of the day the reason i think i was put here like I was asking you if you felt like you had a purpose, if you felt like lucid dreaming was kind of like your gift. But that was my gift. Like I, I truly, truly, truly believe based on what I know about my life and everything I've experienced and who I've been and who I am now mm-hmm. that I think I was put here to meet him. And mm. the most recent edible experience that I had, which, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there real quick. <laughs> Uh, the most recent edible experience that I had was actually in November. Let me look at the my calendar here. Hang on. Um, and it was like I'd I'd successfully did the sober October, so I went through the whole thing without anything, and I was like, okay, I feel fucking good. Like you know, damn, congrats. I feel like, yeah, it was you know, 
I'm the Michael Jordan of addiction. So I can, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I either do one extreme or the other, but my personality is very totally the same. Yeah. Um, and so I did the edible experience on How, November what, on November what kind of edibles, like what amount are we talking? Okay. So, the, so I got them. So in California, everything's legal now, but I still have my medicinal card just because it ends up being cheaper for doing yeah. that. So what these were was they're like these little chocolate bars and in the bars, there's like 10 little or nine squares. Yeah. Each one of those little squares is a serving size. So it's like, it's like 10, I want to say that each of those little squares is 10 milligrams. So altogether yeah. it's 90 milligrams. <laughs> I had, um, after being completely sober for a while, and you know from experience that edibles is a different game than just smoking weed. Oh you know, yeah, big, different big level. Time. But so after being sober for that entire month, um, I, had, I had one and a half of those things. <laughs> so the serving size and the recommended dosage is 10 milligrams. So I had about 145 or so milligrams. So I had a full one and then I broke one in half. And it, and it was one of those things that very much like shrooms where you're waiting a while, you're waiting for it to kick in. Um, Man, I don't feel anything yet. I think it's not working. I'm just going to take some more, you know? Yeah. And I had this moment that I will never fucking forget where <laughs> I go back to my fridge and I grab it and I, I take it back and I'm, I eat. So I've had one bar at this point. Yeah. So I go back and I, I get it. I break it in half. I eat the other one. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do the other one. So at this point, I'm thinking that I'm going to have two full bars and the dosage is just 10 milligrams, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, <laughs> I'm putting it up to my mouth. And as I'm putting it up to my mouth, I have this voice pop in my head that says, <laughs> you're done. Put it down. <laughs> and I'm just like oh okay all right i'm done <laughs> so i put it away very important voice yeah. very important voice yeah yeah and specifically it came from the left side of my brain which if you heard uh, the podcast yeah. already, i have a very profound respect for the voice that i hear in the left side versus uh -huh. what normally is talking on the right um or what consistently was in the right but so the trip you know starts happening and i fucking uh hang on you know what give me a second i actually texted somebody the basically the trip um, because it was such yeah, a, it. it was such a profound fucking experience that <clears throat> really solidified my belief in why Fidel is like the first face on my Mount Rushmore, like why he oh, is the most important thing to me. I wish um, I had such a profound experience in my fucked up trips. I like, I, I had a, a nightmare edible experience this week, um, like finishing up work have my edibles on the table. I'm just going to tell this fill a story while you're finding your text. <laughs> um, had my edibles on the table and I bought um, these ones actually that I have here. They're like, I don't know if you know these or you have them in Cali. They're the same. They're uh, 10 pieces, 10 milligrams uh, THC in each piece. But they taste like Sour Patch Kids. They're fucking delicious. And I put it out on the table. It's finishing up work like around five o'clock and I was like oh I'll eat one now we're going out for dinner at 6 30 I'll be good then I uh, gets to like coming up to six and I'm finishing work look at the packet and realize that I've just been eating these things right so I'm like I've eaten at least three mm -hmm. and 
as as far as I can like consciously kind of remember. So I was like, oh. That you can remember, yeah. Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the stuff you can't remember is just you shoveling it all in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll be cool, I'll be cool. Um, but it basically ended up with me like going to this meal with um, one of my other house friends that he met in Japan and his new girlfriend. And so it's supposed to be this nice meal of us meeting them. And I'm like, at the table in this restaurant like gripping the edge of the table like for my own kind of sanity of like don't fly away look at this person now this person's talking turn your head this way not in acknowledgement (laughs) you know like that kind of level and i was just like the meal will end eventually like i'm gonna be fine but i couldn't eat properly i couldn't like swallow anything i had like crazy dry mouth like sweating yeah it was yeah edibles are dangerous yeah <laughs> it's definitely a different experience man for sure you know it is definitely a roller coaster <laughs> i'm some glad of the you most, got the most like, profound yeah yeah some of the most profound experiences that i've had were fucking from edibles so it's like mm. you just got to respect them you know and if if you it's one of those things man if you're brand new and you're listening or watching this and you haven't done them before go easy go slow make sure you do <laughs> it and trust with people that you ex- like explicitly trust you know, yeah. people that aren't going to fuck with you and preferably that have some kind of knowledge of what you're about to experience so they can kind of yeah. like guide you because you're in for mm-hmm. a ride, but it's, it can be a very good ride. It really all just depends on your mindset and everything. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so leading up to, <clears throat> so leading up to this, I actually in September, on September 7th, I had a, one of those left brain moments where at that point it was a month and five days after he left his body and I was fucking like the real visceral grieving didn't stop until like 120 days or so. Mm. So the worst of it was like, I was at this point I was still very much in, in the the thick of it still, Yeah. Um, but this was this thing leading up to the edible trip was on September 7th. So basically I had a moment that gave me the same sense of perspective. So I was talking to someone about that. That's kind of filler. On September 7th at 629, I was once again crying uncontrollably about, about Fidel, struggling with the fact that I was continually going days and days further away from being, from the being that I truly, truly believe was my soulmate and had a very, very lucid thought come to my head from the ether. And that's really what I call like, I I call it my left brain, but I also call it like all my good ideas. I feel like in all this stuff, all my creative shit, I feel like I, it doesn't really feel like they come from me. It feels like I'm sort of just downloading. Yeah. Like I'm just catching some shit and holding on to it. And I call those my ether thoughts. So I have, my phone is filled with ether thoughts that I've gotten over the years, Uh but I'm crying and I'm having, I had a very lucid moment and a very lucid thought come to my head from the ether that said, I'll get to see him again in six years. And it was one of those things where it happened, it said it and I heard it. And it was one of those things where I had to like stop everything, what I was doing, like tears, this tears stopped. And I'm just like, yeah. what was that? You Whoa. Know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I don't know you know i really don't know what that means if like what's going to happen to me in the next six years but it's one of those uh-huh. things where until it happens my goal right now is to try to live every fucking day with that mindset of 
I might be gone in six years. So I want to accomplish what I can and be the best me that I can be. So that at the end of the day, my end goal in life is to know that Fidel was proud of me. That's really all I care about. And everything else is kind of like, you know, secondary to that. that. Right. Yeah. So I have that thought. And then in, uh, in November, I took these edibles. So, so someone's asking me like, okay, do you think that you're going to die? Or do you think like he could be reincarnated or what? And I'm like, in reality, anything is possible. It could be that it could be, it could be that I meet another being that I have the same sense of fate and purpose. And I know, even though I've just seen you for the first time, I'm supposed to be here, right here, right now with you. It could be that in six years, I have a truly lucid dream where I truly feel like I'm interacting with him. And since mm. September 30th, I've been sober because I knew the only way, the only way I have now of being able to truly have a chance of interacting with him via touch, via cuddle, etc., is by becoming lucid in the dream state. At that point, I've had four moments with him since doing that where I, tru- where I, where I was truly me interacting yeah. with him in the dream room as opposed to like my ego self in the regular right. dream um, interacting with him in the dream room. And two of those moments, I got to actually physically touch and love on him. Mm. The last one I have gave me some thoughts and feelings like I'm keeping him here in limbo. Oh yeah. So that's okay. Um, okay. So the backstory on that, I guess, uh, just real quick was I had a lucid dream where it, it was like, I was in a, like kind of like an art shop or something. Yeah. Like you can't fucking, I'll show you real quick. We're going on an adventure. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Hold, on. Hold on, kids. We're going on a ride. Everybody, <laughs> fucking make sure you have your puking pills and everything. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be bumpy. All right. So, I gotta lift up my laptop. Hold on. <laughs> right now, we're in my. Right now, we're in my. Um, we're in your mind. Yeah, I'm in my mind. I'm fucking losing my mind right now. But we're in my walk-in <laughs> closet, which I've converted into a kind of like sound recording video. studio. Uh, yeah you're one of those harry potter living kids <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> so, in this lucid dream i had it was almost like i was in something like this like there's a my laptop right now is on this bench this bench this this fucking table mm. i have this tv i have my light i have um actually can you see that yeah that's fidel mm. Yeah, that's his ashes. Um, but so I'm in this place that has like this workbench and like this table. And I remember there was like a bunch of art supplies hanging from like these kind of hook things, like from the yeah. ceiling. And Fidel was behind me, and he looked he looked uh, worse for wear in that one. He looked like like he was still sick and it looked like he had gotten worse. And so oh, the man. sense that I got in that lucid dream was that, and actually that one, I spoke to the voice also, and I asked it, um, is this cause I'm keeping Fidel here? And it said, well, yeah, it said like, I, I don't, I don't have it written down here, but I'm, from what I remember was the feeling that I got was, yeah, he's looking like this because you're holding him here and not letting him just like, do his own thing because I was obsessing about I want to be lucid and spend time with you I want to be lucid and spend time with you as opposed to like letting it happen more organically yeah yeah so 
um, I had that. And then I said, but what I'm choosing to believe and what it felt like in that moment is that I think when my time is, uh, is that I think that's when my time will be up. So I'm trying every day to chip away at the debt I feel I owe to him and the universe for allowing me to be with him so that in six years, I'll hopefully be able to say that I've made him proud enough to where I'll be ready to leave and be back with him. And mm. earlier this month, I broke my, so this is the, the edible trip. Earlier yeah. this month, I broke my sober streak for a day and had a weed edible that gave me another powerful moment. Long story short, while on the edible, I had thoughts coming to me about the whole, and this is going into the whole Reese thing. So the whole yeah. semen retention, superpowers, and that sort of thing. While on the edible, I had thoughts coming to me about the whole no porn, no fap, how it could be, how it could, how for me, it could be like a superpower. And as these thoughts are coming to me, my eyes were closed and I could see this white orb in my mind's eye move around in response to, the, to my questions and answers. And then I had this moment where it felt like Fidel was somehow talking to me through my body. And basically the sense that I got was that Fidel was that white orb of light because he is the light of my life. Oh. At one point during the edible trip, I was on all fours, like, and I have in quote or in parentheses, you get kind of weird on your, you get kind of weird with your body on edibles. So, <laughs> so I'm on all fours like a dog and I asked, and I asked the question in my head, is Fidel my soulmate? And my body started moving on its own, shaking from left to right. So like, uh, shaking from left to right. And I got the sense of him shaking his head. No. Uh -huh. And then the words, and then the words twin flame came to my mind. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. of my consciousness was resisting because I become to the ta I become attached to the phrase soulmate and twin flame I thought was less than that but as mm. that's happening in my mind's eye I see this white out I see this white outline going up and down and I got the sense of Fidel nodding his head up and down as if to say yes to the phrase twin flame oh. out I wake up the next day and google the phrase twin flame like twin flame versus soulmate and find out that twin flame is actually what my interpretation of soulmate is. So basically what it is, it's like how they describe it, how the, the Google, the interwebs describes it <laughs> is twin flame is like literally your other half. Yeah. So it's like your soul has been split in two and is being in this other being's body. Right. Yeah. And when I read that, I was just like, Oh, Oh fuck. You know? And, um, yeah. It just became that much more real to me that, you know, like the the whole the whole topic of uh, the whole topic of um, consciousness and animals is something that I'm pretty passionate about at this point. Um, and I, I didn't used to be. I used to be pretty much a believer that consciousness was only a thing that we humans have until I started seeing things about like you know, the different studies on killer whales and mm -hmm. you know, watching blackfish and reading different books on killer whales and then mm. elephants and all the great apes. Um, and I started seeing more and more evidence that humans aren't the only beings that have a sense of self, you know, oh, no. it's just that we express it in different ways. And then I found the study right before I found Fidel of this study of how dogs essentially express their sense of self. And we do it because we're able to see, and that's our main thing is eyesight. We identify yeah. by looking and seeing things, you know. But dogs, 
their eyesight isn't the most important thing. You can meet dogs that don't even have eyes anymore and they're mm -hmm. still fine. The reason they're able to be fine is because they have a sense of smell right. that is much more powerful than a human's. And so they identify themselves by the sense of smell. So essentially, mm -hmm. I'll just very briefly, there was this study where this guy was like, he was taking his, he was taking these dogs for walks and he was going around in like snow and he was going around this track of, of sorts and his dog would, would like go to where he had just peed, smell himself and they'd just be like, ah, I don't fucking care. But then he would smell other dogs that were there and he would be obsessed with their smell. Right. So by repeating that over and over and over again with different dogs, they were able to pinpoint, okay, so the ones that aren't interested at all and where they just smelled are identifying that that's me. I don't care about that. What's with uh -huh. these other dogs? And so that's one of the ways that they've been able to kind of prove in a sense that not only do they like, people often get confused and I've been guilty of this at one point in life of confusing the term conscious or consciousness mm -hmm. and sentience. Like mm. Sentience just means that you're able to feel pain. You have emotions. You're able, you know, right. whereas so consciousness, it's like plants are sentient as well. Right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's, that's another thing. That's another weird thing that we haven't really dove too deep in is the fact that plants are now, we're now becoming more aware that plants might be conscious too and just express it in very different ways. So the yeah. whole thing of like, okay, are you vegan? You eat plants, so that makes you better than everybody. Right. You eat meat? Okay, so that makes you better. Like what what can you do? Essentially yeah. we're we're just consuming consciousness left and right, right? Uh-huh. Um but see, so yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but that was one of the things that leading up to Fidel is what allowed me to evolve into the the whole idea that we're not as special as we think like yeah. all, of this, all of this shit is special and we're yeah. just fortunate enough that we have developed these sorts of means of being able to dominate the universe and dominate the planet into submission so that way we can walk around with our fucking clothes and go to our jobs and fuck our girlfriends or our wives or our husbands or whatever <laughs> and not get eaten by jaguars but we're all a part of the same circle you know yeah yeah I met fidel man like i'll never fucking i've never been able to forget this moment of the very first time that i locked eyes with him when i saw him and just so you get a little backstory he was he wasn't even really a rescue it was like when i found him i was walking to an acting class uh -huh. in hollywood and he was i'm trying not to burp that's what that is i'm not getting emotional <laughs> So, <laughs> let it out dude it out. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm walking to this acting class and there's this auto repair shop that has like these really high-end cars that are just out in the lot and everything yeah he's walking around guarding these cars at night so he's i see him and he's just fucking walking patrolling the lot he's he's a guard dog for this auto repair shop that has like this high fence operation so it's not like anyone's gonna fucking hop over the fence and shit but they yeah. still got him doing all this shit right so the very first time i saw him i remember this fucking intense feeling like this overwhelming feeling of like we locked eyes with each other and it was just like whoa like this dog mm -hmm. is really looking at me and I, i'll never be able to forget the feeling of like yeah this dog is really looking at me like looking into me and I remember sort of like this, 
it's hard to describe, but I can remember like how he looked and it was almost like a, there you are type of thing. Mm. So when I have this fucking, <clears throat> when I have this edible trip that tells me that shit and then I think back on it I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, like that, you know, I'm convinced of that type of shit. So that's another yeah. thing going back into what we said of like, I don't think that this is all there is, you know, no. I don't think that we end here. I think we continue in some form or another and we just don't have the words or the experiences yet to really be able to say what that is. Yeah, that's why it's so important to be able to label things in the way that it makes sense to us. Like like with you and Fidel and the idea of the twin flame. And when I think about twin flame, I think about like strands of DNA, like wrapping around each other. Like that's the concept of DNA. Like you're built to be together. And yeah, um, yeah trust us to be like, stupid fucking humans that are conscious being like well other stuff you know it can't talk the same as us or it can't say it's conscious so it's probably not and like yeah i don't I bet know you're not I, conscious. you could talk and i don't think you're conscious you know yeah yeah and yeah. and then you know just a simple change of perspective you really start seeing things totally differently and like i'm sure you've had the experience as well of like when you're on shrooms and I talk about this in um in my first get lucid tv video as well of how like one of the craziest experiences for me on shrooms was when I was kind of able to see the grid of everything so I could see like the energy running through my body and then I could see how it was connecting to everything else like Whoa. going through inanimate objects and how they also had things running through them and everything's vibrating everything's interweaved and that changed my entire like concept of connection and what's conscious what's not conscious like maybe everything is conscious at some level and when we're able to shift states of consciousness we can kind of see that and interact with things differently to how we can in the very like yeah, monkey level of the waking state. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how much did you take for the shrooms that that trip? Do you remember? Seven and a half grams. Oh. <laughs> a Damn. little bit too much, probably. Uh, or just the right amount, you know? Or just the right amount. Yeah. 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 Uh, the most that I've ever had was five. And the I didn't, what I remember from that time, that was actually the last time that I did it. So that was like, that was around when I found Fidel. So I want to say that was 2014, 2015 around there. Mm -hmm. And what I remember from that trip, I took five grams and we, uh, like we, we can end it with this because I know you got to get out of here. So thank you again for all the time. Um, but on the trip, I remember the feeling of just love. And that was mm -hmm. something that was literally repeating like in my brain was just love 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 just over and over and over again and it felt like the only way that i could describe it was that it felt like the whole universe was made of love yeah and i could feel like love just radiating my entire body and i'm like mm -hmm. fucking like crying because of how much love i feel in that moment you know me too man like if i ever do five grams or more I feel like I have that experience for a long time where it's just yeah tears flowing 
I'm almost like breathless at, I feel like my human self can't even comprehend like how much love there is to take in. Like it makes me breathless on shrooms to really, it's insane. And it's so beautiful. It really is, man. It really is. And I'm sad because I'm sad because I know you got to get out of here. And like I had said in our conversation on the chat that I felt like we would run out of time before we ran out of conversation. But that can yeah. kind of be a good thing because this is definitely yeah. something that we'll have to do again in the future. Um, for sure. So do you have anything that you want to plug for the future audiences that listen to this social media, your show? Um, yeah, listen to my show. <laughs> what is no, it? I, I mean, I'm just getting started with that kind of stuff too. I started up the show called um, Get Lucid TV, um, which is, I think it's under my name, Get Lucid with Lana, which is my, um, business name um but yeah the show the idea of the show is to be able to connect with other people who want to talk this kind of stuff like talk consciousness psychedelics connection like overcoming fears uh i try and include resources and all my work for how we can better ourselves and and uh get through this crazy human experience um in the best way possible yeah, man. yeah yeah one day at a time one day uh, at a time well thank you lana i really appreciate you being on the show and uh just thank want to say thank you to everybody us. for watching and for listening and i hope you all have a great day take care bye